Welcome back. I am Dr. Samaria M. Colbert. I am the founder of Kingdom Creative Counseling. That is a mental health agency. I'm located in downtown Greensboro. I'm also a published author, close to 60 books. I'm a licensed therapist with 16 plus years of experience. I think it's more like 18, but let's just go there. I want to tell you how old I am. <laughs> um and also I am a um I'm an entrepreneur. I have all kinds of goodies that um I do to help uh bring about lasting change within others. That's I use faith-based principles, but I do like um I put the training courses and uh and all kinds of uh stuff that um that I love to do because it's fulfilling my purpose and helping others as well. Uh, I want to talk to you about a series called The Joseph Factor. Uh, another side of my career, believe it or not, is that I have studied leadership, leadership development. And I said in our last teaching, not last teaching, maybe the time before last, that I study how God develops leaders uh, into their their uh, promise, the promise that God has ordained for your life uh, versus the secular world. And uh, and I am uh, a bit concerned is how uh, how Christians and uh, can sometimes take a secular concept and merge that into Christianity and how there's a big difference in some cases. Um, but that's not here nor there. One day I'll talk to you about that. You cannot uh, network your way into your kingdom assignment. Uh, you cannot get into who's who. Uh, sometimes you can uh, have the right talk. You can have all the photo shoots that you want. Okay. Uh, you can know the right person. Uh, you can have the right press release. You can send the right email. You can talk your talk and you can walk your walk and it still is not under the anointing. And sometimes no matter what you do, no matter what you say, if it ain't got the oil or the anointing on it, it is not God. And you can manipulate people. I've seen it happen uh, in my life being a Christian, loving God, being raised in church. I've seen it happen uh, where people get manipulated about people who are jacking for positions, but you cannot manipulate God. And this is why you have people who are uh, speaking, preaching, prophesying very powerfully uh, and still not anointed. There's no oil on it. And so uh, if we want to be successful the way God has ordained for us to be successful. We're going to have to understand how God uh, orchestrates our steps and hits his uh, uh, pattern. And so when we when we do a didactic study, we can summarize like how God chooses to develop his people by looking through the word by word and looking for similarities, looking for patterns uh, within the text. And I said in our teaching, uh, I think it was called, it's not business. It's not a kingdom. It's just, it's not business, excuse me, it's kingdom. Uh, I talked a little bit more about that. So I'm going to share a little bit more today. Uh, this one is called the Joseph Factor. Um, whew, now I almost changed the name to the favor factor, <laughs> but that wouldn't give me what I needed. We still gonna hate your mental health because sometimes when you're in the process of life, you can get discouraged, you can get depressed, you can get down, and um, and so you have to know that God's hand is 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 in it all and that He does see you. Uh, so I'm not gonna call it the the favor factor. Uh, I'm gonna call it the Joseph factor because Joseph is one example, and I mean one example of how God moves in the life of a believer who is called to greatness. I love the life of Joseph in the Bible because he represents how we uh, how we have an anointing and a power uh, on our lives. Excuse me, let me make sure this is not someone calling. Okay, he represents 
how we have an anointing uh, on our lives uh, and how the anointed time and appointed time don't happen at the same time. That means God has and, and, and has anointed you for or a position, but he's not appoint you to it until much later. And so uh, Christians often get into works of the flesh because they got a word, they got a prophetic word, they get a vision. And then they go into works of the flesh because they trying to make God's vision come to pass. And so they don't understand that there's a process. The God who brought the vision to you is going to make it come to pass, but he's going to send you through processes to develop your character. And again, this same process that Joseph went through, uh, when I look at scripture, most of the people, including Jesus himself, including Apostle Paul himself, had this pattern, right? But for the sake of time, like I said, we're just going to focus on Joseph. And this is going to encourage your heart and it's going to help your emotional health, believe it or not, which is why I am taking this approach. All right. So, Father, we thank you for today. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into our discussion today. There are three phases of every great leader uh, that is called to grow. Three levels of progression, three levels of development. And I want you to uh, understand me that you will go through a season of being hidden. Watch this. Let me not get ahead of myself. Hold on, y'all. First phase is the first phase that Joseph experienced that every person in the Bible will experience. It, it is uh, phase one means to be rejected. Watch this. While favored. Rejected by favor. That's phase one. Phase two is um, rejected, I'm hidden, and I'm still favored. Okay? God orchestrates the hiding place. Okay? So we got rejected, we got but favored, we got hidden but favored, and then after a while, we got manifestation brought to the light while still favored. So you don't get favor. When God shines his light upon you, you have favor in your secret place. You have favor when you experience the pain of rejection. You have favor then. And the process is preparing us and preparing our godly character. So I make no bones about this. this is why I said last time there are people who seek after positions. And they they set up meetings. And they try to get in who's who to get positions that they're either not qualified for, not called for, or not anointed for. Because your character is developed at each phase. Okay, I'm not going to be before you long. So when we look at the lives of Joseph, and I would encourage you to do your own study. I'm giving you a summary. You know, I, one thing I love to do is, is read my word. I love to read my word. And so I'm only going to give you a summary of what I brought up. I want you to look at the lives of Joseph. And I want you to look at, at, at his life and, and how he was able to successfully process through. Okay. Uh, because he was now I've heard it said. Now I don't I don't I don't personally I respectfully disagree. Respectfully disagree. I've heard it said that Joseph was cocky. I do not believe that respectfully is the case. Okay? But I'm gonna talk about that in a minute. I don't think Joseph was cocky. I think he was misunderstood. 
also think that Joseph and his he was immature. And so what I'm going to talk about today, I don't want to talk about pitfalls, but like I said, if if Joseph and if we if we can summarize, if we can if we can summarize that this is what every great person must go through, we have to understand that if they went through it in the biblical time, the word of God is for our edification, for our learning, <clears throat> so that we know how to progress through these phases within our own selves. You don't get to greatness without passing the test. See, everybody want a platform. They just don't pass the test. Okay. All right. Well, so the first, let's talk about first phase one and the lessons that we learned uh, 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 in phase one. Remember, phase one was I'm rejected while I'm favored. And as you know, that Joseph was, even though he was accepted by his biological father, he was rejected by his brothers. And he was rejected because of the favor that was on his life. Say something that favor is not fair. And sometimes when people uh, don't have a good view of themselves, they will misunderstand you. And then they will take your progression or your favor as an indictment against them. Joseph had some dreams, right? And so uh, Joseph didn't ask for the dream. Uh, he did, he did not, he didn't ask for a dream. He didn't ask for a vision. He did not ask for these things, right? Uh, uh, they showed up in his dream life one day. And I, and I said this because when God first began to speak to me, you can go through my, my YouTube for those who watch this video, YouTube, um, when, uh, when God first really, really, really began to speak to me. Uh, I was 17 years old, similar to Joseph's story. Uh, God spoke to me. I, I went to a, I was in college at the time. Uh, and I went to a youth led Bible study. For those who don't know. And they, the man of God began to preach on, um, on purpose and how some things only come through prayer and fasting. I had never heard anyone speak or preach on fasting like that. And so I wanted to know, as this little quiet girl from a small town that was away from school, I wanted to know why was I alive on this earth, and what did I, uh, and why why was I here? What was my purpose? And so I fasted for a whole week. Okay, after I attended that, that service, and I began, God began to speak to me uh, in a very powerful way, and I saw myself speaking very powerfully in front of people. Mind you, I'm still a quiet girl. I'm, I'm afraid of everybody and everything. I'm afraid to speak to anybody on the street, let alone in front of people. But I saw this open vision and I heard the audible voice of God. It says, that's it. That's what I want you to do. Okay. In my naivety, I didn't tell anyone right away. I remember I had a couple of friends on campus because I was away at school. And I remember I went and I, I can't remember. I, I, I remember her name. We ain't friends to this day because she was a hater anyway. That was a long time ago, y'all, because you know I was a long time ago. I'm, I'm I was 17 or 40 now, so you know you you did mad. <laughs> I went to one of my friends at that time, and I and I just told her, like, oh my god, because the vision was so real. So I told her, oh my god, I had this vision, and she snarled her, her nose up to me. She's like, oh, God gonna use you like that? I say that all today that, um, sometimes when God first begins to speak to you, you are naive. Uh, and you naturally, it's our natural inclination to go to people that we are quote unquote uh, 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 closest to, and we expect them to celebrate us, right? We expect people that are closest to us to not be 
to not be jealous. We just assume, oh my God, God spoke to me in his naivety and his lack of maturity. In my opinion, he goes to the people that are closest to him. He wasn't saying, I'm Joseph. <laughs> y'all gonna be, y'all gonna be bad with me. Hey, he, he, he was, he, he was, you know, he, he went and told his dream. It teaches us the lesson that we learned that one, the vision that God has. So you do not, you didn't ask for and there are lots of people, and I, and I didn't, you know, I, I didn't beat the dead horse. I'm going to beat them a little more. There are a lot of people that will have a vision for their own life, and they will go by their own means, and they and then they strategize. You know, this is the art of war. Uh, uh, I'm gonna talk about that one day, uh, and they strategize their way into positions, platforms with people. But so I'm not talking about those type of people because they just are. You know, this is selfish ambition. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about people who you didn't ask for the vision. It showed up in your dream life. You didn't, you wasn't trying to go after nobody, trying to seek nobody. You, you, you're not, you're not motivated by impure motives or hidden agendas. So that's how arrogant people do. They are motivated by hidden agendas, unfair motives. They put themselves in platforms. They begin to prophesy over you. I did a, a brief real talk about, you know, you had someone show up at your door talking about I've been sent to you. God, this is God. You know, you looking like. Oh, well, God ain't telling me that. You understand? That's that isn't a prideful person. They say, I need what you got. So let me, so let me, in my own mind, create a delusional space in my own mind. That's not Joseph. Okay. So it teaches us this, and this is a lesson you have to learn because your vision, your dream, what God has called you to, it will often evoke jealousy in someone else. And I've learned this, no matter how kind or sweet you are. Oh, I'm still down. I'm just Samaria. Don't get offended. Don't get upset. It's, you know, I'm, I'm still down. I'm just, you know, in, in his naivety, he learned this lesson that favor with the father doesn't mean favor with man. Say that again. Sometimes because you have favor with the father, particularly at the beginning stages when God reveals himself to you in a, in a powerful way, Favor with Father God does not always mean the people around you are going to be favored. Sometimes they're going to hate you because of your vision, even if it's in the infancy stage and you haven't walked into it yet. They're saying, God, why did you choose her and not me? I've experienced all of this. Why did you choose her and not me? What's so good about her? What's so good about Joseph? He ain't no better than me. He he ain't more handsome than me. He's not more no no. What's 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 the? But but you cannot apologize for the favor of God on your life. But you also cannot allow it to get you into discouragement. What's wrong with me? Why don't why don't y'all like me? I'm telling you now, the favor that God has placed upon your life. Sometimes the people around you do not like it. And you got to be okay with it. You can't allow someone else's foolery to cause you to be a fool. Sorry, all these people calling me. <laughs> they're, they're calling me about their therapy appointment. I'm doing this in between therapy, y'all. Mind your business, okay? <laughs> Point number two, while on this phase, we're still in phase one, your vision doesn't always bring supporters. Remember that. Sometimes they bring haters. Sometimes they bring frenemies. You know, frenemies are, they, they know they really, you know, frenemies are like this. Uh, you know, they don't actually really like you, but they see you as an opportunity. They don't really like it. That's why you ever get these people. I, and I have people like this. That's so all I'm, I'm, I'm telling my business. Okay. Without telling you my business. Y'all know I do. I tell my business. I tell them my business. <laughs> 
you don't ever hear from them until they want something. But they say, we best friends. Hey, best friend. Hey, best friend. They don't call you till they want something, need something, got to borrow something, and want something that you got. Okay? So it doesn't always attract supporters. And, and I'm dealing with the, remember, I'm dealing with the problem side because I'm a therapist. I deal with problems. And you will find yourself, if you're not careful, not understanding, the hand of God is on my life. And and and, and people are not, the hand of God, and I'm not talking about something you've done and that's real off. People, you know, don't like you because you, you know, you're, you're nasty. I'm talking about like, <laughs> you're a straight favor. You know what I mean? Uh, you learn at the infancy stage that your vision, the vision that God gives you does not always bring supporters. Sometimes, uh, it brings it makes people uncomfortable, but what happens when you mature? Was well, Joseph was not mature when you ensure mature in that thing? You learn the art of shutting up. He had to mature to that place. You have to learn the art of shut up. Just because God released it to you does not mean you need to go tell somebody else. Learn to shut up, and I mean that respectfully, by the way. It also means, again, you may be misunderstood. But you will respect rejection. But remember, God allows the rejection to position us into his purpose. The one thing God spoke to me, and he said this, he said, Samaria, this is a couple, uh, what year is this? Three years ago, 2020, he said, Samaria, I know how to orchestrate circumstances so people fall in line with my will. Some of y'all experience some painful places because you're outside the will of God. And God said, no, 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 my son, my daughter, I know how to orchestrate circumstances so you fall in line with my will. That pit was a, was a will of God for Joseph. Because think about it, God can't just hand you your vision because you be lifted up in pride. He gotta, like my pastor, he got he to bring you low to bring you high. It's, it's, it's all God. So God allows the rejection. God allows the pain. God allows the hurt. God allows the betrayal. God allows that, right, to position us for his purpose. And it is true. I know it's cliche. We say, everybody can't go with you, but it is it is really a true fact or statement. Everyone cannot go where you're going. And, uh, and and sometimes God has to take us through a course of events. So we want not take people that are not assigned. So we get rid of haters and frenemies. And so we just fall in line with his will. All right? The closest people, Joseph learned this, the closest people to you are not always the ones that will support you say that again i said the, the closest people to you are not always the people that are going to support you god will send people to support you but it, it may not necessarily be the people that are originally in your ear you know the, the people that did me the dirtiest i mean the, when i say i'm all it's all love's all forgiven not you know we mean friends i'm just telling you from my end it's all love all forgiven that the people that did me the dirty for the man you want to talk about i'm your free best friend i love you we are besties mm -mm. remember i told you how people manipulate blood bombing flattery grooming You are, Joseph had to learn the pain of being a generational curse breaker. Now, a lot of Christians don't understand this um, because we think generational curse breaker, you know, that's a church sermon. You shout, you speak in tongue, the prophet lays hands on you, you understand spiritual warfare. 
But uh, being a generational curse breaker often brings you to seasons of being misunderstood. Exact same. There's all the Joseph within the family. It will uh, it will lead you to not only feel misunderstood, but feel um, isolated. Feeling like yeah, feel like you know I'm we I know we family, but I know we look alike. We ain't, we ain't really the same. Y'all just weird. Like you said, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? There's always a Joseph within each family, and you have to know that. The, sometimes people hate on a generational curse breaker because it makes them uncomfortable. And again, if you understand what this is I'm experiencing, it will help you so that you don't get stuck in a phase and you don't get let, allow bitterness and resentment to keep you stuck. Sometimes some things you just got to forgive because you don't want to allow it to, 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 to just to keep you bound or stuck, you know, but Joseph learned how to forgive. Okay. So if Joseph experienced these things and we can add more to it, so will you. Don't be listening to these prophets and all they do is prophesy wonderful messages to you. I don't, I don't, come on now. If they never talk about pain, hurt, and things like that, I, you know, I don't, you ever go through some things and you like, you know, I'm not hating on nobody, but it's like, I like to give people not just the, the, the glitz and the lits and the people like me now I, I like to give you the real stuff and then believe it or not this is another reason to go to therapy because it helps you to process out of it and believe it or not yes I do see clients uh who are Joseph within their family and and giving them different perspectives to be like no this is you're a Joseph within your family this is what Joseph experienced yes they're leaning on all those things it does help someone to process through so I got to give a plug uh, to all my faith-based believers and non-believers and everyone in between, just go to therapy, okay? It'll help you. And it's a safe place to be able to talk about the ratchetness <laughs> uh, that you experience, all right? Don't allow the rejection that you face cause you to give up, throw in the towel, or say the same word. Sometimes Christians believe that they're just not supposed to experience any type of hurts, pains, or, or the above, okay? We almost finished, believe it or not. So again, we said, what was phase two, y'all? I'm, I'm hidden by I'm still favored. Now, Joseph experienced false accusations. You will experience that. Pick up my book, The Accuser. The link is below. If you listen to this via YouTube, uh, if you listen to via this, any other platform, you can, or, you know, whether it be my uh, podcast or Facebook or what have you, uh, just go to www.christianmarycobra.com. There's going to be a link there that says free ebook. Download it for free. Now, if you want the paper copy, you got to uh, purchase it. Um, but just download this as free ebook and it will be in your inbox. Okay. It has to be via email though. Email though. Okay. Excuse me. We're almost done here. So we said the next phase was hidden while being favored. We said that one of the things he experienced was false accusations. And the accusations are just meant to prepare you for your next. Okay. One thing, the reason why God has to send it through a process is because God, the enemy, if you really have a genuine anointing. Okay. Like when I say, everybody don't have anointing. Some people got a position. There's no anointing for, they just, they just know how to network. They know how to network, okay? Um, so when we have a genuine anointing, it's going to bring uh, certain types of people. Paul said, there's a great ineffectual door that's being opened to me and with it comes many adversaries. And so the enemy, so God has to teach us how to handle ourselves in a mature way despite our adversaries, okay? Uh, and so so after the experience, uh, false accusations, accused of, 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 uh, of assault, uh, I don't say the word because sometimes on the social media platforms, even though it's not a bad word, they uh, they block your stuff, believe it or not. So I never know who's who's and what's what. So that's why I just say whatever. 
um he was in prison on a on a on 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 a false charge you see what i'm saying uh he was he was incarcerated he was hidden okay well mind you why he why he's hidden same thing with us he's still gifted he's still talented he's anointed he's favored wherever he finds, but he's still in a hidden place so just because you're in a hiding place where people don't see you does not mean you don't have the, the, the goods he couldn't network his way out of his position remember there was a time in joseph's life where he interprets a dream uh for two individuals and he tells them you know uh, once you get out of here remember me that's a networking spirit okay and guess what the individual forgot why because he couldn't network his way out of a position that god had put him in when god hides you honey there ain't nothing you can do about it but submit to the process yeah like come on jesus now come on come on lord there are people that put, uh, listen this is a networking demon all up all up in the church folk house uh but you can't network your way in certain positions you just can't this is why you got people that have no one. So you, you can, people can give you position all day long, but the, if, the, if the oil ain't on it, if it, the oil is not on it, it's not on it. So Joseph had to learn how to conduct himself in an integrous way, despite being rejected, despite being hidden, and despite having this vision that God gave him and nobody knows it. Joseph had to learn a valuable lesson while being hidden is that he had to learn to wait on God's timing. I'm talking good. I am talking good. Joseph had to learn to wait on God's timing. Right? And then the last part was manifestation. That is being exposed in the open. Everything that Joseph learned Everything that he learned behind the scenes only prepared him and catapulted him into his neck. If he didn't have integrity at the at the at the hidden place, he wasn't gonna make it to the top. If he hadn't perfect, perfected his gifts at the at the at the uh, at the hidden place at the rejected place, he wouldn't be made it to the top. So your ability to pass the test is your preparation stage. Your abil the ability to develop your gift while in a hiding place is what's going to propel you. The man's gift makes room for him. That's what Joseph learned, and brings him before great men. He also was able to sustain the position because I said before and I'll say it again: you can be gifted in no character. You can be gifted in nasty. You can be gifted in no anointing. You can be gifted in trashy. You can be gifted in ratchet. So your gift does not mean that you have the ability to sustain what God has called you to. And so Joseph's gift in, in hiding was perfected, but his character was also perfected. And so he now, after his manifestation, has the character to sustain the position. He also learned the art of forgiveness. Letting go of bitterness. This is why he says, you know, what you what you meant for evil, God meant for good. He had to learn forgiveness and, and, and not letting go of bitterness. He had to learn that God will be true to his word. He had to learn the same people that 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 were kind of for him, that, that wanted his demise, that were trying to assassinate him and his character were the same people that he tried to help. He didn't go back through and I should well, this is what you did, and you need to come apologize to me. He didn't. Mm. Joseph had to learn how to use wisdom. 
And I was, I was, uh, so sometimes people have a poverty mentality and the process teaches you how to build something that's sustainable, which is what I put in the flower, sustainable. And so Joseph not only had the ability to interpret a dream, he had the ability to use the wisdom of God to appropriately manage, let's say finances and resources. So the reason why some people are, are, are not as successful as they could be or they can't because they 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 have a poverty mentality, spend easily. You know, God can't give you any money. He can't give you any, a large sum of money. Money He can't give you anything because you'll spend it like that. You'll 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 uh, run through resources. I know people like that. You can you know when they when they ain't got no money, listen. You they say sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, five baptized. They're prophets and prophesying. They're humble as could be. They give them, give them an extra little sign. Honey, it ain't gonna last long, but we are we are we can't deal with you. Remember, Joseph gave the the uh the the Pharaoh of that time some wise advice. He said there's gonna be seven years of empty, or seven years of lack, excuse me, and seven years of plenty. And he gave him godly instructions. And so when we learn uh, our greatest believer, now we also don't we have a mentality of wealth management. Uh, when when you get a large sum of money, you don't go spend it. You don't lose resources. So in the middle of a pandemic or in the middle of a drought, he was able to successfully position himself in the in the and the yeah, Egyptians or the, uh, the the people of Egypt uh, for prosperity that lasted decades because he knew the wisdom of God. He couldn't squander resources. He didn't, he wasn't jacking for position. God's hand was upon his life. But he got to manifestation. Because it was God who did it. And so I want to reiterate this again. We're just about done. It was God who caused the pain. It was God who allowed the betrayal. It was God who who allowed the hurt. It was God who allowed the depletion. It was God who allowed certain things in our lives. Sometimes he allowed it to us because he's positioning us for our next. Sometimes he allows certain things because what we allowed and put out into our lives that we would not would be obedient to. Either way, it's all going to work together for the good. So what I'd encourage you to submit to the process. Don't forfeit your destiny going outside the will of God because you're trying to jack for a position when you just need to submit to the will of God. When God sends you out, he sends you out with his anointing. He sends you out with his glory. He sends you out with his power. And let's be clear about something. I see people all the time. They hoop, they holler, they shout, they foam, they dip, and they slip, and there is no anointing in it. None. So allow God, forgive easily and allow God to process you. When it is time, your gift will make room and bring you for, before great men. But your character will sustain what God has called you to. I'm Dr. Samaria M. Colbert. You can check me out with my speaking engagements and any other, um, most of my resources are going to be available at www.samariacobra.com. If you want to learn my training courses, that's www.trainingchristianleaders.com. 
And then if you want to seek therapy, you must be a North Carolina resident. Make sure you go to www.kingdomcreativecounseling.com. We'll be back in the day, another time, another banger. Bye.